my three biggest mistakes in business and what I learned, the good, the bad, and the ugly. What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Soft Tissue Revolution, the podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Maggio, and I am on a mission to solve the pain pill epidemic by helping guide soft tissue specialists on how to significantly transform their patient assessments, outcomes, and satisfaction. We teach practitioners how to substantially increase their own skill set, business, and scale their practice, all while maintaining the highest level of integrity. All right, we're on episode 83, so let's just get right into it. You know, a lot of us, especially on social media, we like to share all of our successes and all the things that make us good and feel good. You know, it's just a giant, um, just scrolling through and seeing everyone's good things. And a lot of people aren't sharing the hard things, the struggles, the difficulties. But the people that are willing to share their failures and their struggles and their difficulties are the ones that have the biggest reach and the most genuine and the most vulnerable. You know, vulnerability is really becoming key in this market and everything like that. And I've recently listened to a couple other podcasts that I follow and I really enjoy them. And I've noticed they've done the same thing where they've started to share some of their struggles and their failures. You know, I've shared my own struggles, you know, specifically with me with my own health and everything like that to the point where I almost tried to take my own life a couple of years ago. And that was a personal struggle. But what I realized is I haven't really shared a lot of my business struggles. And I'm hoping that you can learn from these and apply them in your business. And if you're struggling as well, understand that a lot of people struggle. And learning from these and learning from these mistakes, you know, when they do happen, they suck and they can really eat at you in the moment. But understand that you can take it two ways. You can continue to dwell on the past and all the things that you fucked up, or you can just learn from them and move forward and hopefully don't make that same mistake again. So I want to share my three biggest mistakes in business that I made probably, and this is probably going over the last, I would say five years. So number one was hiring out of convenience instead of true need and the right person. So, you know, for a long time there, I was what's called a solo entrepreneur, solopreneur. I can't even say that word right, but I did everything, you know, and we've all, and a lot of us that are listening to this are still doing that. You know, I did everything. I did the marketing, I scheduled patients, I answered phone calls, I did all that. And, you know, I learned how to do everything, but eventually you can't do that. You know, you run out of that and then you decide and you make that leap and you're like, you know what, I need to hire my first employee. And if you've never hired anyone, that's kind of scary. You know, you're like, what do I do? Like before you've always just kind of been your own boss and you've only had you and you relied on you yourself. But as you grow and you get bigger and you have higher demand, you need people to come in and help. And we all do this. And I'm very guilty of this as well. We know we need somebody. But what happens is we try to fill that void really quick. And we first start by just looking at convenience. So I've done this a lot of times, more than I can count. Over the years, I hired someone that was close. Like I would like ask a patient or someone recommended by me or a family member or something like that, instead of really going through the interview process and finding the right candidate, I just found the one to plug in in that moment. And it never worked out. I've gone 0 for 20 on that. You know, I hired a family member and it was awful. And I had to fire a family member. And to this day, that family member still doesn't want to talk to me. And that sucks. So 
One thing is don't ever hire family members. The other one was just hiring people that were in our my close vicinity, you know, specifically patients, you know, like patients that, oh, they're really good and they should be good at this as well. And yes, they do help. And having a patient that's experienced the care and everything like that can make a big difference, especially conviction in portraying your message. But the problem was I wasn't hiring the right person. I didn't take them through that full interview process and not interviewing enough people. Um, I learned this from a consultant that I used to work with. And he said, at the end of the day, when you're done with your hiring process, you should have three candidates that you want to give the job to. So it should be a tough decision. So if you haven't gone through that full process, gone through that whole hiring process, and you're down to three that you really like and you would want to hire each one of them, you need to keep going. You need to keep interviewing. But what happens, a lot of us get panicky. We take like the first two people that come in and we hire them and then we kind of wing it. And then a couple months later, we're right back. So putting that time and that effort in the beginning part of everything will save you a lot of headaches down the road. Number two, outsourcing my marketing to agencies or companies. I've talked about this all the time. Marketing and client acquisition is the lifeblood of your business. And we're all flooded on our social media feed with ads and all these people, I'm gonna fill your practice, I'm gonna fill your clinic, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this with our automated blah, 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 all bullshit, you know, but I've, I've fallen victim to that as well, where it's like you, they, they mess with you. They fuck with you on a different level. They go, you know, you're a busy practitioner and you're really good at your treatment. You don't have time to do the rest of this stuff. We're going to run your ads for you. We're going to do this for you. We're going to do everything. We're going to automate it and be good to go. You know, and I've spent a lot of money on that. I had one, one agency where I was spending $5,000 a month. You know what? It was good in the first month or two, but then what happens is it didn't work. And when you start holding them accountable, what you realize is that they don't really understand your message and your marketing. Nobody understands your message and your marketing better than you do. You need to be in control of it and you need to learn how to do everything like that. And I've talked to people about that and I've shown them and I had to learn the own way too. I know how to run my own ads. I write my own ad copy. I do everything and I've learned how to do that. And then once you learn a process and you learn a system, then you need to teach it to someone internally, someone close to you in your business and let them do that. Never outsource your marketing to anybody else out there, especially in the injury treatment space because what you're gonna run into is just cookie cutter bullshit and they're gonna do it and plug and play for everyone and they're not gonna understand your message, they're not gonna understand your marketing and when your client doesn't understand your message, your marketing, they cannot connect to you on an emotional level and come in and buy. So I've had some tragedies and (laughs) horrible stories with that where I've outsourced my marketing for a long time and it's never worked. You get some, this is what happens with these agencies is you get a good spike in the beginning because then they're, they're helping and they go there, but then they start to outsource all that stuff. And you got someone that doesn't understand your message and they're just going cookie cutter. You need someone that specifically is in your industry, knows what it is, and is going to be able to help you if you're going to outsource it. I highly recommend not outsourcing it. You should learn how to do that because that is one of your five core functions of business is lead generation and getting people in the door. Do not outsource that because it's gonna cost you a lot of money, a lot of frustration, and then you're gonna be very jaded. So take control of your marketing and learn from me. Number three, not using professionals for important things. So this goes into the idea of as solo practitioners and people like that, you know, as we're building up and we're trying to increase our skill set, increase our business and all that, 
we want to take all the profits that we get and the money that we make and invest it back into the business. And when I do that, I mean investing in training, investing in learning more and stuff like that. A lot of us are guilty of putting all our money specifically back into training and thinking we can handle the other things. Uh, one of those things is just accounting. You know, we think we can do it all ourselves and... I've been down that road and I've gotten burned a couple times. I got burned by the IRS because I thought I could do something by myself and I thought I could figure out complicated tax laws and things like that. So it might seem like a, a burden and an expense to hire an accountant, but honestly, it is a true investment because that's what they do best. That's what they handle. Now, what I do is I keep my own books. Um, I have a system where I keep all my own books and then at the end of the year, I give my accountant everything and then they take care of the rest and they protect me from audits and things like that. If I do get audited, they protect me. But early in my career, whew, I did not do that and it burned me a lot. Um, I even had a time where I would I'd set up all like payroll and things like that and I didn't file a document correctly and then I had an issue with like a mailing address and then... I didn't get a letter from the IRS and then I woke up one day and there was, what was it, $7,500 taken from my account, just gone. And I had no recourse, no action for that. It took me a year of frustration to get that back. So that was a big mistake that I learned here. Number two was using attorneys to review agreements, um, specifically for lease, lease agreements. So I haven't shared this a lot, but I am dealing with quite a difficult situation. Um, so essentially we, as my business signed on for a new space for our clinic, cause we were growing, it was in a very big corporate building, um, you know, seven story stall, double glass buildings, very nice, very high end. And we signed a five year lease for that. And I was naive and ignorant in actually reviewing that myself. And the lease was actually well over 35 pages. And come to find out the guy who owned the entire building was also an attorney as well. I was just excited to have a new space, a higher end space and an office that I was truly proud of that just looked, you know, top notch. And I didn't take the time to actually have another attorney review the lease. I read through it and thought that, yeah, I'm like, yeah, that seems pretty standard. And what happened was they were really nice in the beginning. They gave us like three months of free rent. They renovated. They did all these things. I'm like, this is great. And once we got in there, it was nothing but problems. You know, we had our door left unlocked by the cleaning staff. We even had um, lots of problems where our office was exposed. But to add insult to injury, we're on the first floor there and I'm in Florida and in Florida we get some heavy rains during the summer and what had happened was we had a massive water leak and this problem kept happening. Um, water kept leaking in, and in, in the building in and out 
And eventually it got to the point where my staff was complaining and about not feeling well. And we thought that maybe there was some mold presence in there. And long story short, our whole entire suite and office is covered in toxic black mold. And our lease was so ironclad that even after we ran testing, we showed that it was there we had no legal recourse. Um, so we had to vacate that space, find a temporary location, still pay rent because we had over 180 days before they even had to make repairs. So I was paying double rent. I had to find a new location temporarily, move my office and hire an attorney. And this battle alone has been a nightmare for me, for my marriage for my business and everything like that we took a huge hit at the end of 2019 and we're still dealing with that and still dealing from the ramifications all because i was ignorant enough to not read the lease and pay a couple hundred bucks for an attorney to go there and let me know that that lease was bullshit and i can't plead with you more and more like spend a little bit of money for an expert to look at something or you're going to end up in a really tough spot. And it's been tough, but you know what? We persevere and we're through it for the most part and we're working through it. But man, that was a that was an expensive lesson that I didn't want to learn, but now I learned. So going forward, hire experts. Don't think that you can do it all yourself. And if you think it's expensive, it's not. It's an investment to avoid bigger problems down the road. So... Those are my three big mistakes. And I'll be honest with you, when you add all those up, I mean, we're well over, man, $100,000, $150,000 of lost money, sunken costs that I'll never get back. Those are expensive life lessons. So you can go two ways with failure. You can either live in that, sit in that shit, let it fuck with you on the highest level possible, or you can learn from it and make sure that it doesn't happen again. So that's all I got for you guys today. Thanks again for stopping by and listening. As always, I appreciate you guys being part of the revolution. And if you have failures, you have mistakes that you've made, don't be afraid to talk about them. And if you want to share them with me, share them with me. Write me a message in the group. Send me an email. Let me know about your failures. And we can all learn together because we learn more from failure than we ever do from success. So thanks again for listening. And I will see you guys on the next one. Bye. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our show. If you like what you heard and want to become part of the soft tissue revolution, then click the link in the show notes to request to become a member of our private Facebook group, Soft Tissue Revolution. Answer a few questions, get approved, and join us on the journey to solve the pain pill epidemic together.